This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Dr. Jessica Henderson Boyd, President and CEO of Unity Healthcare. Dr. Boyd, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure to be here. Now, I know we have a lot to talk about. Healthcare is in such a flux right now. There's so many changes happening and in, in very much uh, innovative things as well. But before we dive into my questions, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background? Sure. I am currently the president and CEO of Unity Healthcare. I actually joined the organization at the end of 2019 as the chief medical officer. And Unity Healthcare is a large community health center. We have about 25 different delivery locations, and we provide primary and specialty care for people across the district. Um, Almost 90,000 patients for about 400,000 visits a year. And we are really located in communities that are under-resourced and affordable and accessible healthcare that advances health equity is really part of our mission. Personally, I'm a pediatrician and really started my career and think that that's part of the core of who I am. I focused a lot on asthma disparity care and started my career as a researcher and quickly became a data devotee. Um, and then moved into physician administration following that um, sort of career shift. I worked in other community health centers and have been devoted to working with under-resourced communities and really driving um, health equity and took a break and was in management consulting with McKinsey and the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation, which really helped me to hone the toolkit and be able to marry my experience as a clinician, my skills as a data researcher and epidemiologist with this toolkit to really look at systems and strategies. And all of those parts of my background were really about having an impact. And I've really um, gotten that um, drive to make sure we're making a difference in the communities that we serve. And this is personal for me. I am from the Washington, D.C. area, and it's just an honor to be able to work at Unity, which is based in the district, and to be able to have a difference um, in the community that serves my family and the community that is doing so much good in our area. Absolutely. How fulfilling and, and what a great um, great situation it sounds like you find yourself in to make a really big difference um, for people who certainly need it. Now, from your perspective, and, and given that lens you were just talking about in terms of your goal to advance health equity and really eliminate some of those disparities in care, making sure that you're serving underserved communities and, and some of the most vulnerable populations as well, what does growth look like for you in the next year or two? How do you think about uh, growth? What's your strategy? And what makes the most sense when you're serving this type of population? That's a great question. I think being accessible so that we are meeting the unmet need for healthcare in under-resourced communities is paramount. So that might mean making sure that patients who are existing patients have enough access and can get all of the touch points that they need to improve their care but it also means reaching more people than we've ever reached before. We um, went through a strategic planning process last year and this year launched a robust three-year strategic plan, which is anchored on build, lead, achieve. And the build portion, that is about our people and the workforce and make sure that all of our staff members are prepared to serve the community. The second part of that is making sure that we have the diverse 
revenue sources so that we can really reinvest back in that mission and be able to grow and give more access and more capacity to the community. Um, the lead part is really acknowledging that we are part of this healthcare ecosystem. And so while we hope to really grow our primary care base and our access, it's also about growing partnerships. And we recognize we're not going to do this work alone. And so whether it be the hospitals in our area or other FQHCs or the payers, you know, making sure that we are being a good contributor in the ecosystem. And then the last piece is about achieving health equity and um, while it might not be directly tied to growth, for me, that's the impact that we're trying to achieve. And so growth without outcomes is not sufficient for us. So I have to include that in our strategy and, and how we're thinking about um, what it means to keep growing and improving for our community. Absolutely. I think that's such a great point, being able to not only have the growth strategy there and, and you know, know what you want to see in the end vision, but then also being able to measure it, have the outcomes in place, have the um, those those hard goals um, that you can really show the improvements that you're making and, and really um, prove that the efforts you're putting out are making a difference. Could you tell us more about an exciting or impactful initiative or project that you're working on right now? Yes, I am really excited about the work that we are doing in the behavioral health space. I think one of the things that became clear during the pandemic is the impact of behavioral health on physical health and how much need there was in the community to be looking at mental health wellness and really addressing that. And so we are working to build up our workforce and ensure that there are um, licensed clinical social workers and counselors um, who are available and culturally congruent to our community to be able to help shepherd them with whatever mental health issues that they may have. And it's really critical. This may take the form of counseling. It may take the form of um, psychiatric care, but it also is about coping strategies for chronic illnesses and really um, understanding how to combat some of the impacts of racism or discrimination that our patients might face. Um, we are so grateful that Marriott Foundation has supported us to build a mental health fellowship to build the pipeline of mental health workers who can support the community. And I think that those partnerships are really critical and just the recognition of this dire need, as we saw, you know, the, the number of people in the workforce diminish during the pandemic we saw the rise of telehealth, particularly for behavioral health, it really created a void for the patients that we care for um, who really needed that in-person touch and a handoff in a way that was connected to their primary care so that it would be easily received. That's fascinating to hear and certainly something that I know a lot of uh, the organizations who are listening to this podcast right now, a lot of people, um, you know, have, have experienced that same thing at their health systems or hospitals and with their organizations. Um, so, you know, certainly very timely to, to be working on some of the workforce issues, boosting um, the clinicians who are delivering the care and then finding that balance between the telehealth and virtual as well as in-person strategies to best serve the patient. I know it's a constantly evolving and moving target, it seems like, but certainly so, so important. Yes, I agree. Now, uh, what are 
is the most important thing healthcare executives should do right now to make sure that their organizations are successful in the future? I know we've talked a lot about some of the different changes in the field right now. So when you look at what uh, executives will need in order to be successful going forward, what does that look like? I think it's hard to nail one thing. I'm going to touch on two. The first is really the workforce like we've talked about. And we've all been facing workforce challenges. And many in healthcare have also been facing staff burnout. And that is understandable. And I believe thinking about how you develop the staff and help them to find meaning in the work that we do is really critical. I am so grateful to be a pediatrician. I'm so grateful to be able to be part of my patients' lives and hopefully help them on their health journey. And I think um, finding ways to bring all of our team members to understand how important their contributions are and help them to grow so that they feel supported in doing the work that we do every day. Um, That's probably the fundamental piece. I think the other thing is we really put an eye to the future is thinking about value-based care from a holistic perspective. As a federally qualified health center who serves under-resourced patients, um, the social determinants of health are just a critical component that need to be accounted for when you're looking at how do you add value to the system. We know that um, outcomes are based almost 80% on those social drivers of health. And so how do we as a healthcare ecosystem Uh, leverage partnerships and what we each best do to help build this um, hub around the patients and make sure that they have all the resources that they need to actually improve outcomes. Fantastic. I I love that. I I think that is so important in in really having that outcomes focus being, you know, value-based as well, um, definitely is the way of the future. So thank you so much, Dr. Boyd, for joining us on the podcast today. This has been such a fun conversation and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I look forward to hearing uh, the next series of podcasts.